Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sing it, Johnny. Is Johnny considered country western? I don't know. Um, so last night on this show, I talked about um, Minneapolis, and I posed the question to you, the listening audience: Would you what what would bring you to downtown Minneapolis? Is there anybody out there that wants to come to downtown Minneapolis to do anything? And and we took some phone calls on it, and and. Um, one of the things that I said was it reminds me of a hellhole that, that drains you if you work in downtown Minneapolis. And and um, Benita Soccer took that and and took umbrage with it. And I have no problem with that. She uh, she brought it up this morning on uh, on the morning news with Benita Soccer. And uh, I, I get what she's saying because she wants to see the best of Minneapolis. You know, and, and how do we rebuild it? How do we get it right? I, I get all that, and I'm not upset with her at all. Um, but it brought about kind of a lightning rod if, if you've been out, you know, and, and people start talking about it, and it starts buzz. I, I don't pay a lot of attention to social media, so I don't know where it moved there. Uh, I just know that I, I, I got to tell you, I, I, I thank <laughs> this audience. I mean, the number of emails and texts I've lost track of. Um, pe- people that I just respect tremendously. And, and and saying that we at some point, you know, somehow we've got to address this issue. And that is that, that downtown Minneapolis is not what it could be. And it, it it's, in my opinion, not even close. But, but it, it, this isn't about me. When, when I see what's happened to downtown Minneapolis, I, I don't say, well, this is all about my opinion of downtown Minneapolis. I go out onto the streets and I talk to the people in downtown Minneapolis. And I talk to the people that own businesses in downtown Minneapolis. And I talk to the people that visit or don't visit downtown Minneapolis, and I ask why or why not. And I talk to the people at office in downtown Minneapolis, and I ask them about what it's like. And, and, and you start to develop some sources and, and some consensus in this thing. And then I have the perspective of coming down here for 36 years, as of February 1st, 1986, until just last week, 36 years um, to downtown Minneapolis. I've seen the trend. I've seen what it's like. And, and, and I've seen the ebb and flow and the highs and the lows. When we had the Super Bowl here a few years ago, it couldn't have been better. I mean, it, you, you in January, and we are 
lighting this place up in the best possible way. It is fun. It is people. It is festive. People are getting after it. And then I saw COVID come, and I saw um, the day that um, the man took his own life, and somebody said that the police officer shot him, and it wasn't true, but it was too late, and they and they came, and they um, people came and ripped apart a good piece of downtown Minneapolis, including right where I work on 11th and Nicollet, and I, I became so saddened by it. And I became, um, it, it got to a point where I go, I never thought I'd see this. And then I saw the boards go up on our windows and all the windows in downtown Minneapolis, and it was just sad. It was just so sad to see. And you'd walk out uh, what used to be this, you know, this walk through downtown that you just enjoyed so much and, and, and the joy was gone. And you'd look to see who was rebuilding their offices and who, you know, what windows had been broken. And then and then I talked to the people and I, I mentioned this earlier today, you know, Ping's Restaurant on 14th and Nicollet. I should go back there again. It's a wonderful, kind of a landmark place. And the last time I was there, um, which was probably a month ago or so, they're only doing takeout, and, and the lady that runs it was telling me she didn't know if she was going to you know, stay in business. And um, it just saddened me because, you know, here she is. She's living the American dream. And and she had done it the right way. And um, you walk out of there on 14th and Nicollet, and you see um, things that, that alarm you. You, know, you you smell marijuana. You you see people lighting up in a car. You're not quite sure, and, and you kind of scurry back. Now downtown Minneapolis is more than that. It also is um, home to the homeless, and has been for a long time, long before COVID, long before George Floyd. And um, what the George Floyd incidents did for me was instead of looking at massive groups of people, I started to look at them one by one and realized that each one had their own story. So I started to stop and talk to the homeless in the summertime, not so much in the winter, a little bit in the winter. And I have been so enlightened and so amazed by that group of people. Number one, I can't believe how many of them watch the news on TV. They go back to shelters, etc. And, and they comment, you know, what they saw on television. And um, I have sat with them at PV Plaza on beautiful nights in the summer and listened to their stories. And their stories are compelling because so many times you're going, if not by the grace of God, that could be me. And they're not a threat. They're not a violent threat uh, to those of us that work here and, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, go back and forth. Um, but you need to stop and talk to them. And you find out that some of them have a mental illness that that they're aware of. And you feel for them. That's, to me, that's kind of the beauty of downtown Minneapolis. Is on its best days, it's got this massive diversity and, 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 and this melting pot of people from every walk of life. And it, it reminds you as you walk through, no matter where you come from, it reminds you uh, in, in life's rawest terms uh, how different everybody is. And, and that, you know, I come from one place, but somebody else comes from another. And, and, and at its best, it does that for you. 
It reminds you to get out of your bubble and get out of your comfort zone. And so I've made that my quest over the last few years. To visit with the homeless, to talk to the people that own the businesses, to talk to the people that office here, uh, to talk to whoever, whoever converses as you walk down the street. And obviously because I'm on TV, I get stopped a lot. And lots of people want to talk. And sometimes it's, you know, somebody that works for the city. And sometimes it's in fill in the blank. And I am just, I don't believe, based on all those conversations, because I'm a reporter first at heart. I, I, love, I love being a reporter more than anything else, more than being a talk show host, a television anchor. I love being a reporter. I think being a reporter is the, is the most fun thing that I do. And being a reporter requires you to go out and listen to a whole bunch of different people and opinions and, and listen to facts in terms of what they've seen. And they're alarmed, and they're saddened, and they're discouraged in downtown Minneapolis. And if you're unaware of what's going on in downtown Minneapolis, then, then I, don't, I don't really appreciate the comments. Because if you, I've lived it, and people say, you live in the suburbs. Yep, I do. And I drive to downtown Minneapolis every day, and I walk the streets, and I talk to the people, and I go do stories in North Minneapolis and in South Minneapolis and everywhere in between. And I listen, and I listen to the people that live it, and I see what it's like because I live it as someone that works downtown, and I've put a lot of money into this town over the last 36 years. You know, it's three grand a year just to park here. Before you talk about all the food you bought, the clothing you bought, the entertainment you've done, I put a lot of money into this city, and I, and I expect, I expect it to be good in downtown Minneapolis, and I should, and you should too. You should expect it to be safe and vibrant because there has been a ton of money spent on downtown Minneapolis. The Nicollet Mall and they redid it and all those things. You should expect that from downtown Minneapolis. You should expect this to be a place where you go and it's vibrant and you get energy and you say, eh, it costs a little, but it was worth the cost. That's not happening right now. When you, when, when you shut Target down at 6 o'clock at night, and you shut the skyways down at 6 o'clock at night for the obvious fear of you don't know what's going to happen after 6. It's difficult not to be depressed by that. On cold winter nights, when I'd walk from Target Center over to, to 11th and Nicollet, so I'd go to the Timberwolves for one half, and then I'd walk back to the TV station, and I'd see maybe four people in the last four blocks. That's not comforting, folks. And I know there are some people that want to believe in in Camelot, and and that that this is you know what we we need to we need to talk about what can be done, how we're going to rebuild it. Okay. But we don't decide what the news is. The news is what the news is. You don't get to pick what the news is because you want it to be that way. That's not the way it works. I wish it was. But when I go eat at a restaurant the other night, and there's like five people in a place that seats 300, and it's a Thursday night. I mean, that's not the way. You want downtown to be a destination, a place that people come. And I know some of that's COVID-related. But I also know that I'm not so sure that we've bottomed out in downtown Minneapolis, and I certainly don't think we've figured out a plan as to how to rebuild this thing. And, um, you know, we've got the Dayton's Project over there. Uh, we had the lady on from the Dayton, Dayton's project, Ms. Berthium, and, and, and it's a wonderful project. Conceptually, it's great. It, 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 it speaks to what, you know, our, our history and Dayton's and all those things. 
It's really cool. But they need a bunch of other commerce going on to to to, to make that palatable, to make to, to make that work. And um we're a long way from having that right now. And I, I said this before, but I'm I'm not kidding. I wear tennis shoes, not because I'm trying to imitate David Letterman, because I want to make sure that if I can't get to my car, <laughs> I'm going, man. I'm running, and I know where the next place is. You know, I saw a guy one night last year. Two years, I can't even remember now. It's all a blur uh, after a while, but I remember the, the, the events, and and he had a skateboard, and he was up in front of me on twelfth and Nickland at night. I was walking to my car, and all of a sudden, for some reason, he got mad. And he took that skateboard, and he just smashed windows in a building. And then he skateboarded on. Um, That's not normal, folks. I saw it. I saw it with my own eyes. Um, I've seen things. I, I see things that I've never seen before. I've seen... Windows broken and cars broken into, including my own. Those, those. I'm not making this up, folks. I know it's not what you might want, but it is what it is. And I know that many, many, many of you understand that. And it doesn't mean that you're trying to dissolve downtown Minneapolis. It means that until there's some resolution or you see some improvement, you're not coming to downtown Minneapolis. And I think that's fair because we, those that, of us that work here and those, and those people that, that, that run it, need to make this a place where people want to come. And you, you, can, you can want, you can live this fantasy land where you go, well, yeah, if everybody just uh, starts to come down and have a dinner in downtown Minneapolis, everything will be good. I, I, okay, but that's not going to happen. So at some point in time, you got to get real about this thing instead of pretending. And, and, and if you want to know what's going on in, in downtown Minneapolis, be my guest. Go park your car a couple blocks away and walk like I do every day to work. Walk from the radio station to the TV station. I, I don't have all the answers. When, when, when they have these, these riots, go out there. Insert yourself. Go into these crowds that, and let me tell you, today would be a good example. Amir Clark at the, at the government center. Do you want to know how people feel about that? Go over there and engage them in conversation. They'll be happy to engage you in conversation. And it's, it won't be yelling. It won't be rhetoric. It'll be, it'll be civil conversation. And you will be able to ask any question that you want to most of the people there. And you'll be able to say, now, tell me why you're upset and tell me how you feel and tell me. And, and you will gain this whole new perspective and knowledge that goes into it. But you got to go. You can't just sit back. You got to go and engage yourself in that, in that community if you want to know the answers. And, and it's not enough just to have an opinion. You got you to ask them the questions that you want answers to. They're not going to be offended. But if we're going to build this thing, we need to engage and we need to know what's going on. And it's not enough just to say, um, well, you know, we need to, you know, uh, if everybody just thinks positive, I think we can get this turned around. No, you can't. We need concrete methodology. 
as to how to get this back. We need ways to attract businesses to downtown. So they want to come here. And it can't be that they just do it out of charity. There's got to be something sitting there for them that makes it worthwhile. We have to do that with them. We have to make it easy for people to park at the meters instead of how it is now. We have to have easy access to things. There's lots of things that we have to do. And then we have to engage with one another. And um, I don't have all the answers, but I have a lot of questions. And I go out and ask those questions every day. And, and, and it might be with the homeless person, maybe with the guy that owns the restaurant, it might be with the guy that's a financial planner in the IDS Center, but I ask the questions and then I listen. That's it. And it's not Camelot downtown, folks. It's bad. And you can't get around that. But you can keep asking questions, you can keep trying to figure it out, and you can keep talking to people. I talk to people in 38th and Chicago, I talk to people, I talk to people all the time, different places. And then I listen. And... um and when the riots happened, I went out on the front lines and talked to them out there. And I'd invite you to do the same. Don't tell me what happened out there. If you want to know, I'll go out there. Because you'll be amazed at what you learn. And you'll be amazed how transformative it is. And you'll be amazed how much that tells you about what's going on in Minneapolis and downtown Minneapolis. Period. And um, it's not just, this isn't about me saying... It's a hellhole that drains the life out. That, that's not what this is about. It's about identifying what the issues are and then trying to make changes. But we haven't even identified all the issues. We haven't gotten to rock bottom yet. And, and the only way you can know that definitively and understand what I'm saying is to go out there and live it. Uh, anybody wants to go out there and live it, be my guest. Be my guest. I'll run India out on the street, I'm sure. When we come back... The Super Bowl this year. There's this guy I know that's covered more Super Bowls than almost anybody I know. I'm going to ask him about what it's like to cover a Super Bowl when we come back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.